loose. Is this guy bothering you? No, no. Are you sure? Because it looks like he's leaning. Thank you. See? I'll be right over here if you need me. Okay, thank you very much. I know karate. Chicago Transit Authority ticketed booth operator. I'll get it out. Is mistaken for the fiance of a comatose patient. I got no jokes for this one. This is one of the most important films of my entire life. This is not a joke. This is not a drill. It's While You Were Sleeping, the 1995 romantic comedy, the movie that made me realize I like girls. This is not a joke. This is not a drill. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Extras and Epilogues on the Podzilla 1985 Network. My name is Shannon Young. It feels like it's been about a month since we've done this, even though I think we did one last week, didn't we? Or did we not do one last week? No, we didn't. Last week was going to be uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and we we didn't get to it. No, no. Last week was going to be What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Well, God. <laughs> yes, I was going to say. That's what I said. Yes, once. Also, I was really hoping that the joke for this one, you said the title was going to be Coma Guy, considering that was the original yeah, I title saw that. for I did, the movie. I, I did not realize that. I saw that in the notes, and I thought that was very, very funny. Yep. Um, not sure you should be on this show tonight. This is a love show with the rage filled with your inside of your heart right now. <laughs> I don't know if... Well, no, you see, the rage has been channeled into the internet that now properly flows through my house for the hey, first time in a week. What an, age, a week. what an age we live in. Ooh. Um <laughs> My name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. This is E&E. Welcome back. The theater is open once again. With me, of course, let me introduce my co-host for the evening, Mr. Hunter Hendricks. Hi. I wish I could remember quotes from this movie. I watched it yesterday, and normally that's what I do here. But yes, it's been a very rage-filled couple of days for me, so uh, I'll just just, uh, say uh, it was while you were sleeping. And the queen of while you were sleeping, Linda Linda. God, Lindsay Wolfgang. All right, Lindsay Wolfgang. All right. I'm not the queen of it, but spoiler alert: <laughs> I love this film. Here, here's of. Uh, we just watched it. Literally, just finished watching it. I yeah. am, I am actively trying to get my brain back into uh, speaking mode. Um, I blew my nose for about <laughs> ten minutes straight. My eyes hurt from crying. I'm just gonna say it up front. Oh God. Two thumbs up and beyond. <laughs> I'm just going to spoil it right now. We'll get to the actual ratings in a minute. But I'm not kidding. I, I'm not kidding when I said this. When I was a kid, because this movie came out in 1995, I was 13 when this movie came out. And yeah. I remember seeing the trailers for it. I remember renting it. I, or maybe my parents rented it, because I don't think I had an interest in films like this. But I fell so in love with Sandra Bullock in this film. I have, I have joked since the beginning, anyone that's known me, I've always joked that Sandra Bullock in While You Were Sleeping is the reason I ever wanted to fall in love. I always say it's the reason I like girls. No, it's the reason I ever wanted to fall in love because it's also part of the problem, though. No one should watch this film ever. <laughs> Nobody should watch this film because it cre- it creates an unrealistic of of bar for any woman to to surpass because Sandra Bullock in this film they say Sandra Bullock at one point in life was like America's sweetheart you know the, she was like the it girl and this yeah. movie I think is you can watch this movie and see why I think even if you don't like this film 
Sandra Bullock is so charming in this movie. She is so fucking adorable in this film. It's disgusting. Um, I, I rewatched this for the first time in probably 20 years tonight. And I thought maybe I would have a different view on it, much like we did with Dog Soldiers a couple of months ago. You and I and Kaz, all three of us really loved Dog Soldiers. Oh. Now, Hunter, Hunter we and thought I, we did. We thought we did. Hunter and I haven't discussed how we felt about this movie yet. Um, but right. I don't think anything will ever, ma- even if Hunter hates this movie, nothing's going to ever match the disappointment we had with Dog Soldiers. And yeah, that was as bad as it got. Man. That's as bad I don't as it think gets. It'll ever get that worse. And I, that th- bad again. I was a little worried going into this movie that I was going to feel the same way. Not not that I would hate it because this movie is done much better. Even just on a technical level, this movie's done much better. Um, yeah. But I thought maybe the jokes would be corny. The romance would be corny. Maybe I would not find the same um, adoration that I had for it when I was 13 years old or 14, however old I was when I watched it. And I can say um, without question, like I absolutely still love this movie. This This is... I, I don't watch a lot of romantic comedies with the history that I've had with romance. I tend to avoid anything that has love or romance in it because it just makes me feel bad. And this didn't really make me feel bad. It did make me very teary eyed. And I, I think it's unfair to compare this to a, an actual romance because this is not generally how it goes. I said to Lindsay as we watched it, you got if this was if this was today and it was a real real thing and not just a film, you've got this many older white people with money in the room together talking about at Christmas. One of them is going to bring up the border crisis or talk about how at least Donald <laughs> Trump keeps his promises. There's no way these people are this sweet. <laughs> All the time. I promise you, none of them is getting a cordless glue gun for Christmas. No. I couldn't get over that in that scene. I think it's Peter Boyle has it a cordless glue cordless gun. Glue gun. Lap, and I yeah, was like, he does. Okay. All right. That's what he. I mean, I guess he, he sells estate. He does estate sales of furniture. So yeah. maybe he needs it for repairs. Sure. I don't know it what was, you're repairing with a glue Uncle, gun. Uncle but, Albert, that he didn't know who Uncle Albert was. It's true. They did. They did say Look, who the hell's Uncle Albert. I, I can say I've only been invited to two fam. I've only been invited into two families. Uh, that's Lindsay's family and a different family. We shall remain nameless. And, Not true. You're part of ours. There's just two of us. Oh, I meant through romance. I meant through. Rom- <laughs> I meant through romance. I haven't romanced you. Okay. All yet. right. Fuck you. I see how it is. Uh, ah, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, he'll come back. There he is. Um, I didn't actually leave. I just turned the camera off. Uh, the the so I, I've never I've never had dinner table discourse like this with Lindsay's family. No offense to them if they're listening. Um, and the other family, it was in a way it was there was a lot of joking, but it was it wasn't the same. This doesn't happen in real life. Often at your expense, or uh, that was with Lindsay's family. I was the mutt of the of the group. That is true. Um, it 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 is such a sweet film, and I I know I'm gushing over it. And have you talked about the stats? Let's talk about the stats before we talk about the movie. Released April twenty first, nineteen ninety five. This I believe was the beginning of the Sandra Bullock of hysteria. Because if I remember correctly, boy, she really was it. Between this and Speed, and then the Net, she did so many just back to back movies where she was the the it thing. Um, and she's always good in every movie she's in, but to me, this will always be the movie that I associate with her, even more than Speed. Even though she also plays a very adorable character in Speed, this movie was, to, to me, this is the pinnacle Sandra Bullock. But it's not just Sandra Bullock, um, directed by some guy, probably. Uh, no, it's directed by John Turtletop. I'm sorry, I don't want to take it away from him. 
Also, right. I was looking to see because I couldn't remember what. Uh, so she actually, weirdly enough, she did Demolition Man before this. I've I didn't she realize was Demolition, Demolition Man, Man. ninety three. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's ninety three. She was I, adorable I she was in that it, but, too. I'm now uh, offended and, and, by her and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone though at a romance. I don't like that. Um, Speed was also before this. I thought Speed was after this, but it's not. Speed was ninety four. Okay. Yeah. So, well, then that would be why Speed was the first thing I probably remember seeing her in. Then yeah, I, so I she definitely was in that with Keanu first. I saw uh, Demolition Man before any of these because I was that is the kind of movie that I was into was Demolition Man. So and then yeah, it's weird. It, it takes a while because I didn't look into this when I looked at it. It takes a while for her to get back to. I mean, she does two if by sea in ninety six. Right. Um, and then Love and War number nine. Love Potion number nine was way before that. Ninety two. Yeah, that was an okay. early, early one. Yeah, that was um, that felt like an eighties movie. The first time I saw that, I remember thinking that was weird that it was in the nineties. But then it takes her until, if you want to count ninety nine's Forces of Nature, but like two thousand, she did twenty eight days, um, and that, and then Miss Congeniality, and she did right. all those kinds of movies like back to back to back there for a while. Um, um, two weeks notice, the lake house, all of that comes out in the middle. I love two weeks notice. <laughs> there was another one that she was. Oh, when was oh, I? Don't remember the name of it. It was her and Samantha Mathis, and it's it it's they were country singers. I really liked that one too, and I can't remember the name of that. Uh, one. gosh, that feels like it was way later. I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, that's that was like to me. Sarah not Bullock, hope floats. No, right? It's not. No. You're not talking about hope floats. No. Um, keep going. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to back up then because there's two if I see a time to kill. These are all in the nineties. Cross cross uh, reference that with Samantha Mathis. <laughs> Hang on. Why don't I just do that? Sandra Bullock. Samantha Because <laughs> they, they were both of them. Like I I was so in love with both of them, and I still am. It's uh it's called The Thing Called Love. The Thing Called Love. It there came, it is. Came out in ninety three. That was right yeah. before Demolition Man. She play I should have known because her character's name, Sandra Bullock's character's name, do you remember it? No. You said she's a country singer, right? Yeah. Linda Lou Linden. There it is. <laughs> That's triple L. <laughs> Um, but hey, enough about Sandra Bullock. It's not just Sandra Bullock in this film. There's actually a good cast, a great sure. cast, including Bill yeah. Pullman, who's also one of my absolute favorite actors. Um, you remember him from Independence Day, The Grudge. He's he's a fantastic actor. Spaceballs. Yes. Um, that's Peter- the first thing I remember him from, and I, I remember the, later that's... realizing, holy shit, that was Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you know my favorite bit of trivia about that movie too. That is something I also didn't recognize until way later was that Mel Brooks talk. I'm on a tangent now. Mel Brooks talked to to George Lucas about parodying Star Wars, and one of Lucas's main things was you can't dress your hero because he t- he talked about how he had a Han Solo type hero, not really a Skywalker, but he's like you can't dress him like Han Solo. And Mel Brooks goes, "Got it." And then he dressed him like Indiana Jones. <laughs> yep. And he said as much. He's like, if you think he looks like Indiana Jones, there's a reason for that. That's why. Yes. Uh, also starring Peter Gallagher. Fantastic actor. Uh, love Peter yes. Gallagher. He's so good in this, too. All of them are. And literally, top to bottom, I don't I, uh, think there was a single person in this cast I didn't like. Uh, not not to give anything away, but I they 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 got me i'm not often gotten by movies anymore um the ending of of what's eating gilbert great got me we didn't get to talk about it on the show but i didn't i didn't expect it like yeah i usually can kind of guess where story beats are going it's it's part of what i do for a living to some degree and the 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 peter gallagher character sarah i said something earlier i'm like this poor guy and sarah has sarah has also seen this movie a million times and she goes mm. <laughs> mm, don't you feel bad for him and i went what no. she goes i've said too much 
Wait, the, poster, okay. the, poster, the poster is Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman. Like, I know where this is going yeah. right. or later. But, but how do we yeah, get there? Uh, as soon as he wakes up and starts talking, I mean, actually, Peter Gallagher does some incredible face acting in this movie. Yes, he does. He wakes up and his expression, and I, I went, He's such a he's such a dick. Yeah, yeah. He's not really a jerk, but like he's definitely not going to be what he was always cracked up to be. Yeah, because they they set him up as like the dream guy. I mean, she very much speaks Uh and and the whole opening scenes where she's just she gives him his 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 token or whatever he gives her a token and walks in and she's banging her head on the desk like building it up as wow what an amazing guy this is the guy you fall in love with and then reality hits and you realize that the the poster boy isn't what you thought he was and that's the subversion it is who carries photos of themselves in their wallet (laughs) there were hints that's the that's the subversion yeah i should have seen that coming all along and looking back on it i go no they hooked me the same way she's hooked as a character as all i've been told about this guy is he's he's dreamy guy ever yeah while i know not a damn thing about him uh also starring peter boyle peter boyle's fantastic jack warden jack warden's fantastic um always funny uh, one one guy that I don't know who he played, and I, in rewatching the film, I thought, oh, this is going to be an annoying character. There's always one annoying character. It's the neighbor, uh, Jack Junior, uh, or no, Jack not Jr. Jack Junior, John yeah. John Joe Junior, Joe Junior, Joe Junior. Yeah, Joe too many J's. But by the end of the film, I was like, I I didn't hate him, and I thought he was yeah. he was funny. But he man, was, he just wanted to try on women's shoes. He just like, wanted to try on okay. women's shoes. No, that was foot, such a weird I, I bit, fu- but it was my, still funny. my foot fell into it. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> uh, so it's 103 minutes. It's a uh, a little over the sweet spot, but not too far. And for this film, I don't mind because every second Again. of this film oozes charm. Yeah, it's not a comedy. It's not a horror movie. Pretty much anything outside of that is almost always going to need a little more time to establish to itself. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't feel like there was any. I didn't feel like there was much in the way of waste. I don't want to say any, but much in the way of waste emotion here. There were definitely right. some scenes I thought, nah, you could have pared that down a sure. little bit. But for the most part, everything was necessary to keep the story moving. Yeah, so. and and I thought they did very well. Critics agreed. Uh, budget versus box office: seventeen million dollar budget versus one hundred eighty-two million dollars of the box box office it's a bona fide hit uh critical reception 80 percent critical approval rating on rotten tomatoes average review of 6.4 out of 10 metacritic score of 67 out of 100 fuck you cinema score of a on an a plus to f scale (laughs) so hang on those are basically the same thing and importantly a lot of the critical reception there is just well it's a little paint by numbers sure Um, the cinema the cinema score is, and, and I mean, anything labeled romantic comedy is going to get some version of that. Sure. Unless you're the original, like right. Harry, when Harry met Sally, or you do something completely out of nowhere that works. Yeah. Um, the cinema score is the audience one. That's the more realistic of what we are going to get into. And that's the A. That's the A on the A to F scale. Um, not A plus, but like right underneath it. And then Roger Ebert, I mean, as a yes. critic, I know you were getting to it, kind of goes on and says what we were just talking about. Three out of four stars and... I'll let you. I'll let you get in there. It's a feel-good film, warm and good-hearted. And as it was heading for its happy ending, I was still a little astonished how much I was enjoying it. And I agree with that. Like yeah. again, romantic comedies are not my thing. When you said rom-com February, I went uh, uh, uh. And, um, <laughs> like, do we have to? But, but Hunter has yes, it's February. Yes, and Hunter has suffered through many films with me. <laughs> so I wanted to do what and he I, wanted to do. I have seen a lot of, of this kind of stuff. I will say before we get into to talking about it, I had never seen this movie. I don't know how I missed it, but I, I had never seen this one. Um, but I feel like in the late 
in the late 90s on into the early 2000s, it was either, like, once we started watching more movies at home, once we got satellite and my mom liked to watch these kinds of movies, um, or then, like, you know, once you get into high school and these are the kind of movies you go see, you know, when you're going out with people, like, I, I started to see more of these things. So I feel like I've seen more from that point on. This one was, like, right before yeah. I would have been making a point to, to go. Because, I mean, in 95, I was 10, you know, unless this right. was on TV or, like, it was a family thing. I'm not yeah. going to sit through this. It's not my and that's how I watched it was on one of the TV, TV movie channels or whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how I saw it. It was just on one day and I watched Whether it. Whether it was on Stars or Encore or something, and my mom was like, oh, this is a good movie watch this and like yes yes yeah. you're right this is a good movie it is <laughs> and it, what really gets me about this film is that it's unrelentingly sweet like there yes. in, in a lot of romantic comedies there's some edge to it or there's some like stupid jokes or some out of this world thing this movie was so grounded and it really relied on sandra bullock's charm to pull this film through and it worked yeah. because and it's not just her bill pullman is also exceptionally charming in this movie and handsome um, yeah. my biggest issue I have with the film, with the character of Sandra, with Sandra Bullock's character, Lucy, is that they present a woman that is as sweet as she is, as nice as she is, as pretty as she is, and they present her as someone who has no friends and no hope for a boyfriend. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Maybe calling she's bullshit very on introverted. That. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. You do. She's not wrong. You do get a little bit of the hint that like. She's very close. Like off. the first, well, yeah. the first time that she she talks, actually, it's it's two scenes. The first time that she talks to um, Peter while he's in the in the coma, when she goes back to the hospital room and she talks about like I always thought I would have, you know, the house, the family. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. I got an apartment. I got a cat. You get the idea that she thinks these are basically the same thing. Yeah, like she has convinced herself that these are the same thing. So maybe she's not going after what she wants. And then that gets taken further in that first night that she hangs out with. Uh, is it Jack? I think Jack. Bill Coleman's character. Jack. Jack, Jack. Yeah. yeah. The first night that she hangs out with Jack and they're, they're on the walk. And it's, it's especially when they're by the waterfront. And she starts talking about lost my mom, lost yeah. my dad. My dad always wanted us to go places and do things. And pretty much from the time that he was gone, I stopped. I mean, he doesn't say it explicitly, but he's kind of getting at like, do you think that's what he would want? Like that was always the move. You were going to keep going and doing. And and when he stopped, you stopped. I don't think that's what he would want for you. Uh, which is heavy shit for a first conversation. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. okay. But, and oh, go ahead, go ahead. But what I, I was going to say, I, I mean, it's it's not that she doesn't have prospects. It's that she doesn't she doesn't want any of them because even if they were good prospects, they're all they don't fit to the plan. A way of getting yeah, they're all a way of getting out of what yeah. she's currently doing, which is easy and safe. So this movie hits especially different for me now because when I watched this movie originally, both my parents were alive. Um, I, I, I was uh, starry-eyed and hopeful about the future and finding the perfect girlfriend and stuff like that. Watching this now, I think I, I went into this going, okay, the, what's going to make me feel bad about this is the fact that it, it's Sandra Bullock. This was, no offense, ladies, this was my idea of the perfect woman. And it still is, for the record. Sandra Bullock, after watching it again, Sandra Bullock in this film, she's she's sweet, she's quirky, she she's just smart, she's so she's everything you could ever want in somebody. But the part that really got me now, twenty years later, with uh, I lost my parents, my 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 mother passed away, my father passed away, I have no family, like like blood family. I I'll stop saying I have no family because there are clearly people that I love and that love me. But I don't. I don't have any blood relatives except for Kaz. He's out in California. But no parents, no uncles and aunts that I can hang out with that that will pat me on the back and say, "When are you going to meet a nice girl?" or anything like that. So 
the scene at the end, I know we're skipping way ahead, but I just want to get it out now. The scene at the end where she objects to her own wedding immediately, which was funny, um, and then goes on to the speech about how she never had parents, and then and, and she was so happy to be invited to this family because she hadn't had it so long. That hit me exceptionally hard because I know that feeling. When when I was when when I was dating people here and otherwise, and I was in that family room, that was stuff that I hadn't had in years, and I haven't had in years at this point. Um, talking to family, talking about the future, stuff like that. That that that's all. To me, it feels like a lifetime ago. So to see her go through that again, and and to be invited to something that meant so much to her especially knowing that it was a con basically like that that got me that got under my skin that scene in particular when they started crying and she started crying i started crying i'm sitting there bawling next to <laughs> next to Lindsay, and you like, weren't bawling you just had tears down your street down oh your cheeks. no i was bawling i was sucking it in as hard as possible i have never <laughs> tried hear any of it i have never tried to to hide my cries as much in this movie the the closest i could think of was in ghostbusters afterlife when egon pops up the first time and i'm like okay time to do suck it, it up Don't do it <laughs> this this movie got to me that much I assumed when you were talking about that it was going to be the um the christmas scene early on because what a what a good little bit of cinematography john turtle and whoever else was was behind that camera um that scene and we were talking about earlier where everyone's they, they the gifts the and, who's Uncle Al and all that yeah it's it's <laughs> that but it's also they if there's a scene in the movie that shows you they know what they've got with sandra bullock it's that because so much of that she scene just sits there watching could have been shot yeah with two different it could have been shot with her and with them on completely different sound stages and i would believe 100 that she's a good enough actress that they could have been describing what was happening and that's just her reacting yeah um so much of that is cutting away from the family to her and literally just her reactions and it lingers on her for so long you were talking about earlier like her coming across as this really, you know, charming, explosive like element on the screen, um, or well, I, I guess implosive because it's not really out there. It's, it's no, just no, very, it's like, it's controlled. just it's subtle, but it's so <clears throat> yeah, it's so adorable. <laughs> that to me is the epitome of what you're talking about. Everything that she does there is, I I suspect anyway. I don't know this, but every bit of that is calculated, and it not one of a bit of it looks that way. Yeah. Like, you know, you can tell that she's in control of everything that she's doing, and yet you'd never know if you didn't know how good an actress she was. There are so many romantic comedies, and there are so many comedies in general that some work, some don't. Um, there there are, especially if you're talking about women in romantic comedies, because people don't always remember the men, but the women are always remembered for them. And, and I can think of a couple just off the top of my head. Um, Julia Roberts is always great in romantic comedies. I think Reese Witherspoon is really good. But yep. but Sandra Bullock in this film especially is on a whole other level. Like there were times where she kind of reminded me of Mandy. If 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 Mandy didn't cuss every other word and also didn't scream. <laughs> um <laughs> but, a quieter there's Mandy. That, yeah. There's that control we're talking about. Right. But <laughs> even when she gets mad, it's not it's not over the top. When she's being sweet, it's not over the top. Like none of this felt forced. It all felt so natural. And I think that is just a testament to how good she is as an actress. Um, and I could see why America fell in love with her. And, you know, I never really kept up with her career after probably the 90s and 2000s. Not, not because I thought she was bad. 
it's just my my life went a different direction i started getting really involved in the horror scene and and you know that became the movies i watched i don't watch romantic comedies anymore i haven't watched a romantic comedy since uh, ali i mean she and i used to watch romantic comedies all the time because she wanted to watch them and i i watched it because she did but generally i don't pick them i i don't pick romantic comedies i don't like them I don't want I to just see watch them. them by myself. <laughs> you watch anime romance, which is completely different and tentacled. And I don't. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> that is a different genre, sir. And I do not watch that so, genre. So Thank as, you. As an example, as an example, some of the ones that I watched recently, like in the past with, with people that I've watched movies, like the fault in our stars movies, like, uh, uh, was it, is it paper town? Is that what it's called? Paper towns. I haven't watched either. It's a, of those. Yeah, it's a follow, not a follow up, but it's from same, the same. author. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking the girl, for Alaska, same deal. L- the girl dies at the end, stuff like that. Like these romantic mm-hmm. comedies that like were good, and I really enjoyed them. But it's it's not this man. There's something special about this movie. I can't describe it as any way other than special. All the jokes to me were if they weren't funny, they were at least endearing. The characters were charming. They don't make movies like this anymore. There's a reason this they movie really has stuck with me so much. They 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 just don't make them like they used to, you know. I uh, my my <laughs> one my one criticism that I will levy. You said that you said a minute ago that uh, it, it didn't feel forced, and I know you were talking about Sandra Bullock, and I agree. Everything that she does is very natural on Magic. screen. Yeah, I did I did feel like one thing I noticed early on, and and Sarah goes only you would notice this, and I'm like, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> The scene transitions in this movie are almost exclusively fade to black pickup, and I was like, yeah. "Oh man, it's it's shot like it's made for TV in a way." Like they 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 inserted <laughs> commercial breaks early on, and then I went, "No, it's shot like a sitcom. This is like a yeah. sitcom. Yeah, I can this see is that. this is like yeah. an extended sitcom plot. Basically, this is like six or seven or eight episodes of of a season of a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, what, well, what we would now call a season because that's all you ever get in a fucking show anymore. Um, but <laughs> for a while there, that was like you know a fourth of a season. Anyway, um, and that's that in and of itself is not a criticism, but the overall the plot's a little tropey. Like at times, I mean, oh, they it's one hundred percent tropey. Yeah, right. they, they do a lot with it, and the, the the acting and the dialogue all elevate a lot of that. But um, and and weirdly enough, of all the other things, to notice the score. The score was a little like it was it was a little circusy. I thought that was kind of a strange choice. Yeah, that I feel like I don't even think half the music registered to me. Just like I'm guilty of when I watch stuff, I'll start like scene analyzing too. But that's the ex film student in me that I, does it and I, I don't know I was just enthralled with this that I ignored all of that I was just like ooh story no I, I <laughs> can I can agree with Hunter on that because when the movie started that was one of the first things I noticed was how the yeah. music it didn't match the feel um, it wasn't like bad music it, it just didn't match no, no. the, the, the I, vibe so it did something that that later romantic comedies do more often. So this is 95, and I don't remember a lot of movies before this, especially in that genre doing this. It opens up, and I can't think of the name of the song. I think it's called Everlasting Love, but that this yeah. will be. Yeah. yeah, it opens up it, with that. It and takes I thought, the old school music. This will yeah, be. Yeah, I thought, oh, this will be great. Yeah, it's like that, that'll that be a good, you know, um, <clears throat> introduction into what I'm going to get. There's going to be a lot of that kind of music in this. And then it wasn't. Again, it was a lot right. of almost like calliope type like circle uh, circus like like and i was like this 
this is not the sequel but, of Alex Mack. This is but, a romantic comedy. What am I watching? But I'm I so confused. I swear to God, the moment she talks, though, the moment Sandra Bullock speaks, the tone of her voice, the way she speaks, you are immediately like enthralled by her. Yeah. You you are in yeah. love. And there's a part later where the Godfather said, not the Godfather, but uh, <laughs> um, Jack and, and <laughs> Peter's godfather tells him, you know, look in her eyes. And if you're not in love with her, if you're not in love with her in two seconds, because we were in love with her in two minutes and we were in love with her in seconds, then, you know, break up with her or whatever. And it's true. Yeah. Just looking at her, listening to her for just the first line of the film. It's so charming. This movie, the only reason this movie works as well as it does, because I think it's a good movie, but it's a great movie because of her. And I know I'm th- I'm yeah. throwing a lot of praise oh, on Sandra Bullock here, but like no, I no mean, you're, you're, right you're correct. Yeah, she she is this film. This film lives and dies by how much you fall in love with her, and I which is fell in love with her the be- moment I watched this movie. <laughs> This is why the original premise wouldn't have worked. So you saw the thing about the oh yeah, guy. I uh, could see it being a little creepy, especially in today's climate. Well, yeah. So that was the thing before before because Coma Guy was the, not the working title, but the title for this movie, <laughs> and then it became the working title until it became the original title. But before that, the original premise was the same movie, just flipped. It was a woman who fell onto the train tracks. It was a guy who saved her, falls in love with her while she's in a coma. Oh, that's creepy as hell. <laughs> it's creepy, right? It's very creepy. I don't know. I can't describe why. I can't explain why because the only thing that's flipped is the gender. But the whole movie was written that way, and they could not sell it. Uh, the 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 guys who had written, I think it was a. Uh, duo who had written it um it was only when somebody went what if you flipped it and immediately after they did hollywood pictures signed on hollywood pictures now a division of disney which is why not it's on disney plus um and there were so many people i mean you you were talking about you know uh, we've talked extensively at this point about how sandra bullock is is the movie all the other people who could have played that role including demi moore for whom it was written and don't get me wrong demi moore in that role can't do it though uh, Gina Davis, who again also very good. Can't Maybe, but that. no. Nicole Kidman, nope. The no. only uh, of those names out. that you listed, the only person I could see could be Gina Davis. She also has that very warm she, smile. She can and, pull off that like I hate saying meek, but that in that character, that's what it kind of like. Well, I'm feels thinking. More. I'm thinking Beetlejuice, right? Her, her, yeah, Barbara. She's kind of that kind of Barbara, like. Although I think Gina Davis proved in that movie too, though, that she's a little more animated, a little, a little more over the top, yeah. and not quite as as down to earth and and uh, well, sort of real. And again, they're all actors; they got a range. I'm not saying this is the yeah. Only yes. So Demi Moore is the one that baffles me the most. And this, I am not trying to be offensive. I am not trying to offend anybody. I swear to God, and that's always a good way to start a sentence. But. <laughs> Demi Moore to me, she's too sexy. I don't know how to say it. She's too she's too seductive. Her she has a different Sounds like the Antonio Banderas show. Yes, it's too sexy. Like I she's a great actress. There's a a lot of movies I love her. She puts out in general, just like the aura. Maybe it's because I've already seen Sandra Bullock in this movie. Maybe she would have done a killer job, but like you can't um, unwatch what you've watched. So there's no one that could have played this part. That's even worse. I'm looking through the names of the people that could have played Jack. None of them. The guys, Not a single I was going to say, yeah, a Not lot of other one. guys that could have been there too. Now, like you said, in romantic comedies, usually the, the, the female lead is the more like prominent and the male lead is a little bit interchangeable, but for this role, especially because uh, as Ooh opposed boy. to Bill Pullman, you could have had Russell Crowe uh, in the nineties, no. which is super weird. That's virtuosity. Harrison Russell Crowe. 
Yeah, that's virtuosity, Russell Crowe. Harrison Ford, and now we're talking Air Force One Harrison Ford. <laughs> Lo- love him, but too old. No offense. No, no offense. You would have had to have had a totally different female lead at that point. Yeah. Patrick Swayze, yeah. who too, is too buff. Too, too, yeah, buff. too buff and yeah. too handsome. Yeah. Too, I hate to say too handsome, but he really is. Um, maybe the weirdest one of all, James Spader. Look, okay, so James, James Spader, Spader was on the list. James Spader oh. back then was different than James Spader now. That's for sure. He actually, sure, I mean, it's but. not that he's not handsome now, but he was a very handsome dude. And uh, but he's just too creepy. Uh, it just doesn't work. Dylan Dylan McDermott, <laughs> fantastic actor, wouldn't have Are, worked. Well, P- wait, Pierce, is it Dylan McDermott or is it Dermot Mulroney? Of, <laughs> uh, I thought it was Derbel McDillon. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna say, it, and I want you to say his name because he's your guy. Pierce Brosnan, no. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan now, would have worked as Peter, but not as yes, Jack. Right. Yeah. And they got away with Pierce Brosnan in uh, like Mrs. Doubtfire. He fits that kind of lead. Yeah, the slimy, uh, male, like, handsome, not, ma- not lead, but supporting lead right. uh, male. Yeah. yeah. Um, T- P- he, he's way too polished for the role. He's of way Jack. too Jack polished. Jack. Bill no. Pullman was perfect as Jack. He really yeah. was. He was yeah. also so incredibly charming. Um, you actually could, uh, you the only other one I like, like this. The only other one I like on that list, Dennis Quaid is whatever. Um, but the one who was outright rejected was Matthew McConaughey, and it was because of his accent. Because at the time, he only spoke in that kind of southern drawl in the the movie set in Chicago. It just wouldn't work. I agree with that. I also think. Um, well, hold on one second. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it was next, around that time. Yeah, so that was '93, I think, right? '94. So Ooh, close. For those of you that don't know, one of uh, Matthew McConaughey's first big acting roles was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: of The Next Generation, along with Renee Zellweger, um, as uh, Dave Chappelle would say. <laughs> And Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? <laughs> that another great romantic comedy actress, obviously. By the way, yeah. Um, yeah. But if you've ever watched that film, it was so universally hated, and his acting was so over the top. I could see that movie partially being to blame for him not getting this role. Um, yeah, because he was not charming in that. He was interesting. Yeah. I thought he was interesting, <laughs> but yeah, no, you couldn't. You couldn't do this movie without these actors. I hate no. the idea that one day someone might try to remake this because some things are perfect. Like some movies, they don't hold up because some of the themes have not aged well. Or if it's, you know, if it's a horror movie or some kind of uh, sci-fi film or action movie, maybe sometimes the effects don't hold up. There is nothing about th- this movie is timeless. There's nothing in this movie that's offensive. There's nothing in this film that like looks bad it's well shot it's well acted and you will never catch lightning in a bottle and have another sandra bullock especially at this stage of her life um doing the most perfect adorable you've ever seen ever if you're single don't watch this movie because you'll hate yourself if you're married uh, i know some people that have strong marriages and it doesn't affect them but if you're a weak man if you if you um If you're unhappy in your relationship already, maybe don't watch this movie because you will wonder what what else is out there. Well, let me tell you right now, friend, it ain't Sandra Bullock. You ain't getting Lucy, all right? So get it out of your head now, Shannon, or people, whoever, whoever's out I, there listening. I already got her. She's just not Sandra Bullock, but anyway. I don't. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and no, I'm not saying like real love or anything like that. Obviously, ever people people fall in love with people all the time. It's 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 not a oh well this wife's better than that wife or that that's ridiculous. Obviously, but this character of Lucy, 
it, it, she's too good. I mean, there really is such a thing as too good. There's unbelievable. She's unbelievably, unbelievably sweet. She's unbelievably kind. She's unbelievably cute. There's never a part. There's no part of her that she shows, at least in the film, where you would go, okay, well, there's the other side. There's the thing that's wrong with her. She's not. She's not like openly bitter or shitty. Um, she doesn't have opinions that maybe scare you a little bit or. <laughs> Um, wouldn't work well in today's society. She doesn't refer to the the civil rights movement as trouble or anything like that. You know, she... why am I hearing? This is like the Chris Farley bit on, on Weekend Update where it sounds like you're doing the air quote. Maybe he doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I'm flying. This, this, this is a romantic comedy in the sense that like, this is what people watch and go, God, I want that in my life. It's just it's it's that good, um, but I joke about not watching. Everyone should watch this film. I think they should show this movie at conversion camps. This may, um, of course, if you're well, a woman, the purpose, it? If you're a woman, it could do the opposite. Ugh. All right, never mind. Only straight white couples should watch this film. I think uh, I don't think that was a problem. I know it made a lot of money, but I suspect that wasn't a problem. Well, you know, the weird part is that was the original tagline for it. Only straight white couples should watch this movie, and it didn't do nearly as well. He's not in the movie for very long, but there's a, a black nurse in the hospital who's fucking hilarious. When Peter's yes. just rambling on about stuff, and he walks up, and he's like, I don't know, man. He Here's just stuff. His box and stuff. Oh, my shoes. I, I also shoes. love her boss. And I forget his name. Yes. I, I need to look it up because I'm pretty well, sure I, I, he was also, on rock. I also can't remember his name, but you know where I immediately recognized him from. And this is the weirdest thing. I'm terrible with faces. He was not terrible watch a movie and go, oh, Damn it's it. that person. It's this person. Uh, while you're him? on his page, tell me I'm right. He is the judge in Liar Liar. I'm looking it he up. He's the main judge that, that Jim Carrey's character that Fletcher Reed deals with constantly. Because I remember him specifically the way that he says order and just shouts it over and over. The first time he spoke to her when they were on the street and he's like messing with this paper and they got their hot dog, he he spoke and I went, That's the judge from Liar Liar. And Sarah goes, How in the hell? Man, so, <laughs> there from my whole life, I thought it was the same actor. Did you ever see the show Rock? No. So Fox 23 show starring Charles S. Dutton. Um, one of my favorite Fox 23. Yeah. It was just, it was just the local affiliate version. <laughs> no, this was a good show. This, uh, <laughs> this was a, this was a great show. This was during the same time as, uh, in living color as, uh, living single. There was a lot of great, uh, shows on Fox at that time. And rock was probably one of my favorite ones. And I always thought it was the dad from rock. And now I've just learned that it's not. And that makes me sad. Um, oh, that's a shame. However, I gotta find this guy's name because again, I know I'm Jason right Bernard. So it's Jason Bernard, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he was. was I already see him, and I already see him in robes. Yep. So yep, yeah, that's him right there. Boom. I what else? It. What else was he in? What else was he in? Because I know I've Good seen question. him in other things. Wing Commander Four. I didn't see that. I don't know why. Oh, there it is. Uh, so Herman's head. That's where I remember him from. He was in Herman's yeah, head. It was something funny you saw. You saw in Herman's head. Oh, Herman's that's head. Horrible. Yeah. So it looks like he did a hell of a lot more TV than he did yes. movies. Liar Liar is the last movie he did, actually, in 97. Oh, when God. Did he... oh God. He well, was... he passed in 96. Well, I was going to say he was wow. also in Empty Nest. He was only in one episode of Empty Nest, but I do remember him in it. I loved Empty Nest. That was also one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, he died before Liar Liar even came out, and he died a year after while you were <clears> sleeping. Oh, that sucks. Man. That's... Well, I had no idea. 
Well, he was uh, born in the 30s. He did a lot of TV from 65 all the way up until 96, all the way up until when he passed. He was in Night Court, which I didn't realize was out in 84. My God. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, dude, Night, Night Court, Court was old. old. Have you, I know we're on a total tangent. Have you watched any of the new the new Night Court that's on Netflix? I want to. No, I haven't no. yet. So, it's really, it's not bad. I mean, it's kind of milk toast. It's nowhere near as good as the original, but just the fact that John Larroquette is there is enough. I was going to gonna go, say Larroquette's right. still in it, right? Yeah. Well, and the girl yeah, from uh, Big Bang the Theory. Character. I don't, I don't remember yeah. Dan Fielding. Melissa, uh, Melissa Roush. Uh, yeah, Dan good. Fielding is a character. She's charming she's too. Good. She's, she's not charming. as good in this. She's as, not Harry Anderson. Well, this is weird to say. She's not Harry Anderson. And also, I didn't love the Big Bang Theory by any stretch, but she, I think she was better in that because she was kind of playing a character. This is very – it's too much between her and that character. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so cool. this Irrelevant. is completely off topic, but and I have to ruin this sweet show, but I just saw that Jason Bernard was in a made-for-TV movie in 1985 called The Rape of Richard Beck. And I'm looking, I was like, well, what is that? And it, tough, blunt Officer Beck feels no compassion for rape victims, thinking that they bring it upon themselves. That is until he oh. himself is raped by a couple of vicious felons, one of whom which says he will make him squeal like a pig. Wow. Oh, that this shit, came out for a TV movie in 1985. And like, don't get me wrong. I remember because I listened, you know, to to wow. World. I've talked about on the show a lot, and and this is actors, especially kid actors, who worked in a lot of made for TV and movie of the week. You know, they used mm-hmm. to be called movie of the week type things, and they did a lot of this kind of stuff. And they're talking about how they're almost always based on on like real headlines. I wonder if this this has got to be based on a true story, right? Like it, nobody just makes so. this yeah. stuff out of yeah. nowhere. Got to be based even loosely on a true story. I knew it. I knew it. So the the girl that's in this movie while you were sleeping, the young sister, uh, Mary. Yeah. I kept yeah, looking at her. I was trying going, to figure out what I recognized yeah. her from later when she was older. I kept thinking she looks familiar. Like she's she's very. Who is she? It's Monica Kina. I did not expect that. Monica Kina. She was in uh, Freddy versus Jason. That's probably the one most people know her from. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been in. Uh, she was in the remake of Night of the Demons, which no one remembers her from. She's a good actress. <laughs> um. And I can't, I, wow, that's blowing my mind. That was Monica Keenan when she was a little kid. Wow. That is crazy. She was in 40 days and nights too, which is a, just a bizarre little movie. Um, no, wait, that's not the ones I'm thinking of. I was thinking of 40 days and 40 nights. That's the one with that's uh, Harrison Josh Ford. Hartnett. And, uh, is it? No, 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 no. I'm no Josh Hartnett. This is, I'm thinking of the, oh, I don't even know how you classify this movie. Um, I think it's called 40 days and 40 nights. The one where he uh, he he stops sex, he becomes celibate yeah, be for celibate, lit. celibate for like a month. Yeah, yeah, I think you're yeah. right because it's Shannon Sossaman. I think is in that movie too. Uh, yes. I'm looking it up real quick. Yes, so this is totally yes. different. Forty days and nights is a very different. It looks like it's a direct DVD. We're gonna we're gonna stop talking about that one now. Looks we are go. Oh oh, an asylum film. Yeah, probably because I mean it's like a an ap- <laughs> an apocalyptic disaster of biblical proportions. Ooh. 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 She uh, she also did Monica Kina did some voices on Beavis and Butthead. Doesn't surprise me. She's she's fe- the, the holy shit, Lindsay! Movie. It is an asylum film. What? Oh, is it really? It's an asylum I just, film. I was yep. content to just be like, yeah, probably. No, it is. One hundred percent is an asylum film. I can wow. tell by the cover, ladies and gentlemen. When I- uh, here's a here's a, uh, a film company we will probably never review on this show. The Asylum. <laughs> Go fall down that rabbit hole. 
here's the I, I, since we're so far off anyway here's the premise for 40 days and nights when a massive tectonic shift triggers a tsunami capable of swallowing whole continents the military creates an arc capable of holding only 50,000 people and the DNA of every species possible while the storm consumes most of the world now if this isn't loosely based on 2012 or at least you didn't pick that up immediately let me point out that the first line of the wiki entry says 40 days and nights is the 2012 disastrous film loosely yeah. based on the 2009 <laughs> film 2012 well, no no see they got that wrong okay i don't want to get on an asylum trip here trip here but i've already made How my many feelings about have we survived i've already made my feelings about while you were sleeping known so i feel like i can dip into this for a second so the asylum for those of you who don't know if you ever went to blockbuster back in the old days there was a good chance you saw asylum films everywhere because what the asylum yeah. was it was a it was an independent studio basically or, or a distribution company that would uh make movies based on trailers they didn't even wait for the movie yes. to came out they based their yeah. movies on trailers so uh, yeah. you're, you're missing classic films like transmorphers um alien versus what was it uh alien was versus there legitimately monster foxes on a kayak or did we no, make no, that no. up we made that up no no but <laughs> okay. there were but they did make they snakes on a train they did make snakes on and a train they would put them right the beside the right beside actual them. release yeah <clears throat> so if you couldn't get snakes on a plane well snakes on a train is probably as good and I asked uh, I asked somebody once that worked at Blockbuster. They kind of let me in. I was like, man, why do you guys have so many asylum films? And he told me it's so cheap to get these from them that we can stock the yeah. shelves with asylum films. It costs way more to get a legit film like Snakes on a Plane or whatever. So the asylum is notorious for low budget, awful, awful films, usually starring some some collection of Richard Grieco, uh, Amy Weber. Uh, there, there's like a couple people that are in all of them, and that's that's it's pretty bad. Anyway, let's that's get to the hilarious. reviews. Let's get to the reviews on while you were sleeping. Um, the, well, the, yeah, the review. Uh, it's two thumbs up. What, did you not listen? Are you stupid? Like, what are you the jonkler? I. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I will ever in my life find another romantic comedy that I'll like this, as much of this. And I don't think I'll ever fall in love with anyone as much as Sandra Bullock, but, um, can you anyway, <laughs> can you No, in all That's seriousness, I've gotten to hear that in all seriousness. I, I really do love this movie. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did back then. This movie was very influential on my, on my life growing up. Um, I, I, can't, I, I joke about it, but I cannot stress to you how in love with Sandra Bullock I was. We always joke that it's Kate Upton. I got the Kate Upton poster on my wall. That's only because I can't find a poster of Sandra Bullock and while you were sleeping. Um, I've, I've, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll ever love anyone as much as I love her. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, there's just her energy. She carries this movie in such a way that I don't think anyone could ever match it again. And even she couldn't because in all the other romantic comedies she was ever in, which were all really good. She never had the same spark that she had in this movie. This is a one in a one of a kind romantic comedy. It, it really is special. And I'm, I'm trying not to blubber on about it, but um, I really love this movie and I really love Sandra Bullock in this film. So it is 100% two thumbs up for me. If you've never seen it, please do. It's fantastic. That's all I'll say. I think I've made my feelings well known Hunter. Yeah. I, uh, so again, this is the first time that I've seen this movie. Uh, I, I watched it with my wife who has seen it a million times, which I feel like is, is a common trend lately. Cause yes. the same thing happened with what's eating Gilbert grave, even though we haven't gotten to cover it. Um, that's just becoming a, a regular thing for me for some reason. Hey, it's uh, a romantic comedy, with, right? 
<laughs> Let's eat a Gilbert grape. <laughs> I asked her when it started. I was like, so is this funny? And she was like, um, kind of. Sometimes. <laughs> Moments? I mean, there, there are yeah. parts it's, that are it, funny. It's more you of a drama. You won't be laughing at the end. No. Yeah. Um, no. But, uh, hang on. So you guys can still hear me, right? Yeah. Give, yeah. Me, give me one of these. Yeah, you're okay. good. Uh-huh. So our iPad, I'm just going to do this live on the show. Our iPad upstairs is on Friends while Sarah is sleeping, and my so headphones just suddenly decided to pick that up. So I'm listening to Ross talking right now. I can't hear you guys at all. Oh. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to disconnect this, and then I'll be <laughs> Yes. I'll be here. Well, no, wait. Hang on. Maybe I can just do this. Come back. Also, nope. uh, it, it, right. while, about now? while he's doing that, I also want to mention, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> Allie Walker, I think is her name is also in this movie as Peter's actual fiance. And that we'll get to the ending here in a second, but that's one of my favorite parts of the movie that I forgot about. But anyway, <laughs> let's go to Hunter. Ashley Bartlett Bacon. Uh, Ashley yeah, Bartlett I, got it back. Bacon. I, have no, I have no idea why that, that's been on for like half an hour and suddenly it just randomly picked up. Thanks Apple. Um, I, I really did. I really enjoyed it. I, I'm torn, man. This is another one of those times, and I feel like I've had a lot of those lately, where I want I want an in-between. I want a solid thumb up, and then I want one right somewhere where it's like not quite all the way, but right. not down by any stretch. Right. Um, because I want to go somewhere between... We yeah, are, we are not expanding this to a 10-point system. A five-point no, system is fine. Yeah. The five-point system is, is great. Um, but I will say verbally, I wish I could go somewhere in between. Um, I'm going to settle on the one... Sure. Because I really enjoyed it, and I thought I thought it was great. There were some things that I thought were a little formulaic, and I mean, again, it's it's a it's a genre film. Of course, it's going to be. Um, but I don't disagree with pretty much any of the stuff that you've said. I think Sandra Bullock is incredible in this. If if this if this was a coming out party, I wouldn't be surprised. Knowing that she did Speed and all that other stuff before that is actually a bit of a surprise because yeah. this feels like this is the one. This is the one that puts her on the map. In. Yeah, exactly. And then later on, you know, the more defining stuff for her is like miscongeniality mm-hmm. and sort of differing roles where it's practical magic. You know, she gets to stretch stretch a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I did. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was a it was a good movie. It was it was funny. It was heartfelt. Um, it, it had uh, an interesting premise that is not the kind of thing that's been done a million times before. Again, I, there were definitely times where I thought, oh, this is it's a little too sitcom-y for a movie. Like, um, the, we were just talking about the, the fiance. At the end of the day, her story didn't matter at all. And I thought that was kind of a shame. I was really hoping there would be more of, because uh, she was already married. Like, that was the joke. And she's, yes. she's already married. And I'm like, well, then what the hell would <laughs> that matter? I, I forgot uh, about but, that part. When she runs in, it's like, yeah. you know, I've, I've, he's engaged to me. Like, who are you? I'm her, hu- that's her husband. I'm like, what? I forgot <laughs> yeah, about that. It's so, it's funny, but it's so, like, if you think about it for more than a second, you're like, what the hell is that? And happening? it gets dropped. That's, that's my one criticism of the movie, yeah. is they never follow yeah. up what happens to Peter? Like, she, what well, happened? She ends up, yeah, she kind of ends up being well, a little bit because it's Lucy's story. It's not Peter's story. But still. Yeah, but <laughs> she married into his family. Like, he's yeah. still out there. I mean, she even says, like, that's where the line comes from, is he's the one who says, when did you fall in love with my brother? Um, Why so, you yeah, were sleeping. Oh. <laughs> and then I'm just Peter going, oh, she said it. She said the thing. I did that too. Um, I told Lindsay I was like because uh, through <laughs> fucking tears and snot, I'm like, that's that's the movie's name. <laughs> it's all I can say. <laughs> I no, I I really enjoyed it, and it's not something that I would never not watch again by any stretch. I, I will totally watch it again. Um, like I said, I, I don't I don't think it's perfect by any means, 
Um, not that any movie really is. I also don't have the <laughs> damn close. Damn, damn close. close. Damn That's close. why I got two without a question. Um, I think if I had the the earlier emotional connection to it, it would probably push it over the edge for me. Sure. But being something that I've just seen and and <clears throat> again enjoyed, I, I I don't really have any major criticisms other than just kind of uh, the general feel of it at sometimes. Um, and I wonder if other people would would be like that. If it's a hey, I've seen this a uh, hundred times over, and I know what I'm getting. Yeah, two thumbs. Let's go. Um, I'm I'm again firmly somewhere in between. For the official rating, I'm going to go with one, but nothing down. Nothing right. I would ever go down on. I that's fair. I I do think that part. Oh, oh no, I don't think I know. Part of the reason I love this movie so much is the is the nostalgia and is the connection that I made with this film as a kid. It is the love I have of Sandra Bullock. That that was a huge driving point. If this movie starred, if this was while you were sleeping, starring, I don't know, someone else that was popular around that time period, a uh, Jennifer Aniston. You mean more, Jenna, uh, Gina yeah. Davis? If it was Jennifer if, Aniston, you wouldn't quite get it ninety five, right? Friends starts in ninety. Well, shit, I don't know. Maybe Friends starts in ninety three. I think. And this could be like her coming out party. And Jennifer Aniston would have done no, a great job. Friends started in ninety four, so it would have been very close. But they would not have carried the movie like Sandra Bullock. That that's what puts no. it over the top for me. Uh, Lindsay, what about you? I mean, two thumbs up, hands down. I have watched this movie so many times. Anytime it was on TV during high school or college, I'd stay and watch the whole thing. I I go through the entire emotional roller coaster on this film every time. Like it just makes me feel good when she's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Like that, one of those points, you're like, are you okay? Yeah. I was just like curled up in the, the blanket <laughs> as far as that goes. But yeah, no, all of it. I adore the grandmother in this. She cracks me up to no end. Like I just, all of them. I like the, the film. whole family. I, I like the characters, the story. I don't care how tropey it is. Like this is just a feel good watch for me. It is. There's Jason nothing Romero about this movie that makes you feel better. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, but he, but he wasn't. Caesar, oh. Caesar Romero was tall. <laughs> I thought you said Caesar Romero was Paul, and I'm like, he's not in this. <laughs> was he stupid? I didn't say he was Paul. I said he was Spanish. <laughs> uh, I agree with all yeah. that. I agree with all that. It's 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 just a really good film. It's 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 just really good. Like I, you you will not hear me gush over any other romantic comedies in my life like this. In fact, I I don't know if I can tell you another romantic comedy that I like that I like. Uh, <laughs> Is this would definitely be I'm in my top to three. I, I don't know if I could easily name the other two, but this is definitely in my top three romantic comedies. This is definitely in my top ten favorite films. The first one that pops into my head of like, well, what's a romantic comedy that you really liked growing up? Doc Hollywood. I like Doc Hollywood with Ooh, Michael that's J. Fox. A good one too. That was that was a good one. I really like that one. Um that's it. That I think that's the only romantic comedies they ever made. That's those. Those are it. That's, that's that's not true. It was just those, and that's well, all. Well, once while you were sleeping came out, they just shut down that studio. They're like, oh no, we're done. We, we don't do need anymore. anymore. We can't beat what, this. What else could there be to do? Um, extras and epilogues. Let's talk about the ending. So, as written out here, on the day of the wedding, just as a priest begins the ceremony, loosely, loosely, Lucy finally confess. I can't talk because I'm still <laughs> thinking about her. Finally confesses everything. Yeah, you, you, yeah, no, you do it. Because I'm gonna trip over my all words right. all day. All right, on the fir- on the uh, I see I fucked it up immediately. <laughs> on the day of the wedding, just as the priest begins the ceremony, Lucy finally confesses everything and tells the family she loves Jack rather than Peter. At this point, Peter's real fiance, Ashley Bartlett Bacon, arrives and demands the wedding be stopped. As the family argues, Lucy slips out unnoticed, unsure of your future. Also important again, to, it doesn't it doesn't say it here. Ashley is actually married, so she's not really his fiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Sometime later, while Lucy's at work, Jack places an engagement ring in the token tray of her booth. He enters the booth with most of the Callahan family watching and proposes to her. Uh, Jack and Lucy are married, then leave on the CTA train for their honeymoon. Lucy narrates that he fulfilled her dream of going to Florence, Italy, and explains that when Peter asked when she fell in love with Jack, she replied, quote, it was while you were sleeping. All right, so for the record, right now, I have tears in my eyes, and I had to stop myself from, <laughs> yeah, like, just hearing it. Um, oh, man. Oh, it's just so sweet. Like, uh, there's not enough good things in the world that are just good. Like, there's always a catch. Um, this this movie doesn't have a catch. There's no catch to this movie. You you see what you get. It's not going to change your life. Well, it did mine. But it, it's not like it's so groundbreaking that you're going to say this is fine art. But what it is is yeah. just a damn good movie that you can watch and feel good about. Um, the epilogue's part of it. So I... I I can see uh, normally we do this. Hunter talks about a sequel. I talk about the characters. Um, <laughs> I want to know what happens to Peter. I want to know how Peter, Ashley and husband play out because when they're in the hospital and she's like, you know, he says, I want my stuff back. She says, what? You don't have anything. And he says, your nose. And then she grabs her breast and says, you want these back too? You paid for them. Um, uh, she's such an awful bit. person and you kind of realize that he's probably off an awful person i mean he tells the story about how yeah. he knocked the squirrels out of the tree with the rocks before I he mean, saved he pretty them much says that he was an awful person but yeah. he's gonna start new so well, it's just it's just the uncle or the the godfather like he said the godfather character just getting after him just going you're a putz you're a putz, putz. You're just yeah a putz. I, I appreciate it so much that. so i want to <laughs> i want to know what happens to peter does he go back to being who he was before or does he have a change of heart and he wants to make his life better i think you could do an absolute sequel to this film i think her and and uh jack's story is probably over except for the fact that maybe there are kids now involved um you know she has a child or maybe she is pregnant and you could you could definitely play with that and at the same time showing peter maybe maybe the story's about peter and they're in the background and this is him trying to find love and some weird wacky things happens to him and then you can have your conversation when when he asks her yeah you can, <laughs> you can have, get the rest of the story you could have the part in the beginning where he where asks her where did you fall in love with them yeah so i think yeah. there's there's still a lot to do with this because the characters are so charming you could bring any of these characters back and and i would want to watch it um, I love the characters. I love every character in this film, even the weird guy that tries on women's shoes. Um, Joe Jr. Joe Jr. That's in fact that's the intro for the show. Is the part where he says, you know, "Is this guy bothering you?" And she says, "No." He's like, "Okay," because it looks, looks like, like he's, he's, leaning. he's leaning. That's just he's leaning in there. I love that so I, much. I especially loved when uh, there were so many. And again, it's another sitcom thing where there were so many callbacks when Jack goes into the booth at the end and he fucking he does he the leans. lean in. I, I literally went, ah, "He's leaning. He's leaning. He's, he's doing the lean. You got to do the lean." Yeah, yeah, I think you nailed it, man. I mean, I th this is this is absolutely where I would have gone with it. The story, the continuation of the story, has got to got to be on Peter because this so many romantic comedies the good ones anyway end on the happily ever after note and yes. that's what this is yes. you, don't, you don't want to continue that story because to have an entire other movie about those characters means there are problems and there are things right. that need to be resolved it's the same sitcom problem of what happens when uh uh jack and diane finally get together you know or sam and diane what happens when sam and diane finally get together what happens when ross and rachel finally get together yeah. problems Right, uh, because you and Pam. I mean, even The Office did the same thing. They yeah. ran into the same issue. Because that's one of the great so, things about films is you can end it on that note.
don't. You don't have yep. to continue the story because this, yeah. you know, the the network wants more episodes, and people exactly. people don't want to watch people in love and be happy. They want to see the journey yeah. to get there. They want to see the drama and the problems. Uh, when and, you're in love, nobody wants to watch a movie about two people just in love and happy. Nobody <laughs> wants that. They want to see how you get this there. Is why we have to beg people to come to our house and hang out. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the, I agree. I think the sequel is about Peter because he is he's an interesting character in that yes he kind of sucks but from the beginning you don't think he does right and he's not an awful person and like, he looks he like he wants to change the, at the end like lucy has right, touched he's him just not the, yes he's not the dream boat that he was made out to be and so yeah right. i like the idea that like he's still got to deal with ashley who's a great character he still has you know now jack and lucy and the rest of the family in his life so they can help be guiding forces uh you got that anchor to the original and then yeah where does where does he go from there i think peter gallagher is a is a, an interesting enough actor or yeah. would have been at that time anyway, you know, um, to, to continue on. So yeah, that's, I, that's totally your sequel. I think if you want to make it In modern, if you want to make it modern, like say, if they want to make a sequel today, which I'd say that's stupid, but at the same time, Hollywood's stupid. Um, they got this yeah. Jurassic world four coming out. I don't know if you heard about that, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we weren't doing extras and epilogues when Dominion came out. That's and true, frankly, thank God. had we been, there would have been, it would have been like that most recent episode of No Turning Back for You. I would have scripted out an hour-long bitch fest <laughs> of my own, at which point I would have gone, and if you got anything to add, just do whatever you got to do. And I would have just been sitting back about that movie playing so Tetris. Long. Like, nah, I'm good. Um, bring Monica <laughs> Kina back. Like, maybe the story could be about yeah. Mary. Mary is now yeah. working at a dead-end job. And uh, Sandra Bullock and and Bill Pullman are still there as like the parental figures, kind of guiding her now. Um, do yeah. that because uh, Sandra Bullock and, and Bill Pullman are both still like relatively young, good looking sure. actors. Bring them back. Bring Peter Gallagher and back. You, you don't have to call it like while you were sleeping too. No, or give it a like new that. name. Like, make yeah. the, make the that. name specific to her character now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then we just know based on the characters and who's in there, it's a it's what you I guess call a spiritual sequel. Like yeah. it's a successor basically right. to yeah. yeah. Totally. I can see that too. That'd be fine. Just with don't that. do what they did with Knives Out and call it Glass Onions the Knives Out story. Don't call it something a while you were sleeping story. Sleeping story, yeah. That's yeah. It's not no. that. And don't, don't do the don't, same don't. thing. Sorry. The Knives Out thing doesn't bother me as much, but I really do wish that they had just called it a Benoit Blanc story. I mean, we're okay with doing that for, well, I guess no, we're not, because Hercule Poirot doesn't get Poirot. that for the, yeah, yeah, for... Um, I think it's just Agatha Christie. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's, I mean, it all goes back to the author there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, okay, I've never seen Knives Out or Glass Onions. Knives Out really was good. I haven't watched the Knives other Out one. was very good. I, they're they're both really good. I like Knives Out a little better. Uh, you can tell that a little more. I don't want to say a little more thought went into it, but it's a little more original because it is the first. By the yeah. second one, you kind of know where some of the things are going to go. But the second one uh, had Bautista. Both, that's true. He's good in that too. He's funny. He's a better um, actor than The Rock. The the first one, I think. What I, I like now we're on a totally different thing. He is. You're not wrong. Um, the the <laughs> first. He's he's anything that Batista ever did in any of the Guardians movies is more entertaining than anything that The Rock ever did in the movies. And this is not just because I'm pissed off at The Rock right now. It just it's just true. It's just I true. Mean, it just as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, the the of the Knives Out movies, the first one I think I like better also because it is, um, it's a little more serious. It's a little more like Clue, where yes, it's got some humorous elements, but like 
shit's taken pretty seriously. By Glass Onion, it's almost more of a comedy with a mystery tacked onto it. Like, stuff is meant mm. to be very funny. And then you go, also, but what happened to these people? So, yeah. yeah. But so, that's another show for another time. And it does not star Sandra Bullock. It's true. Although she did not just sue. in a while, which is a shame. Well, she did that I still, one. I want to watch the Lost City. The Lost, 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 Lost City. Yeah, I still yeah. want to see that. I haven't watched yeah, it yet. She was also okay. in. Uh, she was in Speed Two, which was a bad idea. It um, was, yeah. Not just being in it, but also the movie in general. Jason Patrick, man, come on. Anyway, is that the one with the boat? Yeah, yeah. I never the, watched. Okay, where if the but boat speed fair, went below fifty knots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is one of the great sub, uh, like subtitles of movies of all time. Right up there with Electric Boogaloo, which means nothing. Cruise Control, come on, man, that's yeah. that's just good writing right there. Uh, 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 uh. I'm done. Cruise Control. I can't do it anymore. Uh, when did you? And Hunter would ask. I would ask Hunter, when did you watch Cruise Control? And he would say, it "Was while you were sleeping." Because <laughs> I, I fell asleep during it. <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen that's gonna do it for us tonight the balcony is closed we'll be back tomorrow with an all-new after dark it'll be a lot of fun horse time on friday and then we'll do it all yes. again next week thank you guys for tuning now in that, now that you guys have fun with after dark. we're on we're here yeah. We're oh good. yeah we'll have to do after dark without Lindsay. more than likely and, uh, unless unless something good happens tomorrow but i'm not counting and hardly it. anything ever good ever happens to us so we are hey, out of uh, here you mentioned earlier it is rom-com february so the, oh, yeah. the plan is for yeah. the remainder of the month to do that we had some some ideas and some things laid out um so we started strong with shannon's favorite clearly shannon's favorite um it's true i have been tossing around what i want to do for mine because man i there are a lot of different movies i like too i would love to talk about nick and Nora's infinite playlist but it is so fucking hard to find on streaming anywhere that you don't have to pay for um so we'll talk about it. I don't know. I also, that's another movie that I really enjoyed when it first came out. I don't know that I would like it as much now, um, but I am planning on, I would like for us to talk about, you've got mail. That was another movie I really liked from the nineties when I was, when I was so, younger. We just have to make sure that oh, when I mentioned Sandra Bullock earlier, there's I mean, only, that's, that's just, um, there's sleepless all, in Seattle with email. Well, that, that's, yes. that's what I was going to say. If if I could think of one woman in the history of romantic comedies that holds a candle to Sandra Bullock, it's Meg Ryan. It's 100%. Meg Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love for us to do the original when Harry met Sally. We were actually going to do that. Who was week, in that? It's another one that's, that is, um, uh, oh, God. I can't think of his name now. You Billy just Crystal. said it. Now I can't think of his name. Billy Crystal. Thank you. And? and um, Names have just run away from me right now. Her face, asked, I would her know face is in my mind. It. Oh, yeah. I can picture her without even yeah. thinking about it. You know why you can do that? Because it's Meg Ryan. <laughs> Wait, what? Is it really? Yeah, it's Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. Yeah. So you should, are you saying you should have just made February Meg Ryan? We should have just made it Meg yeah. Ryan month. Yeah. I don't know how I don't remember that. That's yeah. not even who I was thinking of. Well, I also had like Clueless on there as technically a romantic. I love that one. I love that one. That's, that's, that's a spoiler. We'll talk about Clueless fits uh, fits a lot of things. It could be a romantic comedy. It could be a back be to school, school movie in a certain way. Yeah. 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 So so we got a lot of we got a lot of different things to play with. But yes, it's going to be more of this kind of stuff this month. Between now and next week, I promise you, I will decide what my favorite romantic comedy is because mine's not quite as just right off the top of my head. 
and uh, maybe we'll make that happen. A little unexpected there. Everybody expects Shannon Young when it comes Halloween time, but they don't expect Shannon Young the romantic. Well, but you only have the one. You have one specifically. I've got a bunch that I like, and i got to pick one. So there, there, uh, there are a couple that I genuinely do like, like a lot of Meg Ryan well, sure. films. I watched a lot of Meg Ryan films growing up. Um, there, there was one specifically. It was her and Kevin Klein, and I can't remember the name of it anymore, and they were like each trying to get they were each cheated on by the other's partner or something and they were then they fall i don't know it's a whole thing it's stupid that's it for that's us called uh, <laughs> escape the pina colada song i think that was <laughs> called i think it was called the relationship that couldn't slow down all right <laughs> that's it guys that's we'll a be, terrible title we'll be, we'll be back tomorrow with after dark um god ladies and gentlemen uh we have a top five tomorrow but Lindsay won't be there i don't think hunter and i could ever it's my birthday i don't think we could ever come up with a top five and